This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. From the Dealer News Today headquarters, here's your host, Dave Canton with Andrew Cherkasky. Dave, good afternoon. How are you? I am doing fantastic, Andy. Again, we find ourselves coast to coast. How are I, you today? I, I wonder if there's people out there who are keeping track and, and are going to figure out who's uh, whether we're in the studio more or whether we're coast to coast, because it happens a lot. Things are busy, you know? You know, look, let's just let's just say it's proven that the virtual digital world is here. We don't need to be in a studio to do the show. It doesn't matter where we are as long as we have Wi-Fi. Oh, that's that's absolutely true. You know, uh, Dave, it was a, a beautiful weekend on both sides of the coast. Um, it's summer. We're we're in it deep. Uh, but numbers are creeping up a little bit. Uh, are you worried at all? I am. I've been worried all along. You know, I, I'm seeing numbers starting to go up higher. You know, I got to tell you, right, they say California's got one of the greatest spikes. We saw a spike over the weekend down in Florida, Um, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, everyone's got to start really stepping up their precautions. You know, I was in a business the other day where a woman walked in behind me without a mask. Okay, and I was wearing a mask and everyone in the in the place of business is wearing a mask. And the, the gentleman said to her very nicely, can you please put a mask on? And she whispered and goes, I don't need to. And I felt like turning around saying, yes, you do. I mean, you have a, a responsibility and for the safety of everyone around you. It, it drives me nuts to hear people and to believe that people think that they could go out in public into a place of business and forget about not protecting themselves, but not caring about protecting others around them. Oh, Dave, I love it. You're going a little controversial today. I like this. You know, you're usually on the other end. I'll, I'll say this. We've gone to a number of places. And, you know, when it's open air or there's nobody else really around and you're with people that you know and trust, I understand people are taking off their mask. But I, I tend to agree with what you're saying. You know, when you are in an enclosed space with people who you haven't had a lot of time around, people, it's easy to breathe on each other. I do think that the mask is a no-brainer. But there are a lot of people out there who uh, who tend to disagree on that. Now, we We've got more to talk about not COVID related, business related, big world related. Let's hear a word from our sponsor first and get right back to that. This podcast is sponsored by DCG Acquisitions. DCG Acquisitions is the automotive industry's most successful dual agent acquisition and growth specialists. For more information and to view their collection of premier dealership listings, visit DCG Acquisitions at DaveCantonGroup.com. Yeah, let's talk about the economy. Let's also bring that a little bit into what we've been speaking about over the last few weeks. We knew that this surge in the automotive industry was was going to happen, right? Every guest that we've been speaking to has been predicting it. You and I have been pretty bullish even in predicting that, yeah, there's going to be a surge. When you keep, you know, 300 million people at home and then say you're now allowed to go out, they're going to go out. Here's my fear. My fear is, and I think we're already starting to see it with these spikes, my fear is everyone's starting to get out. Everyone's getting more comfortable day by day, driving, walking, even flying, right? Airports are getting busier. I'll tell you that firsthand. My fear is, you know, we're not at that finish line. We're not even, it's not even like the third quarter yet of the game, right? I mean, we're months and months away from this vaccine. I just hope that everyone keeps in mind that we must maintain certain safety precautions in order to keep this phase one, phase two, and get the phase three happening, or else we're going to have a big problem on our hands. Andy, keeping politics to the side, right? I mean, I'm sure you heard this over the weekend. Governor Cuomo came out, a Democratic governor in a Democratic state, 
and made the announcement, hey, if businesses and law enforcement does not start enforcing, okay, these restrictions, he's going to close the state down again completely. Because this weekend, they showed pictures all over local news in New York. People were out everywhere. Businesses were opening illegally, okay, and, and, and not following guidelines. And Cuomo's pissed off. Yeah, wild stuff. That I mean, same thing out here. Sheriffs aren't enforcing, and maybe they shouldn't be, but it's it's that idea of, hey, these things are in place for a reason. Governors get frustrated, and uh, are they going to turn around and, and smack us all in the face because uh, because of a little petulance, you know? that and These are big questions. Let me say this. You know what? Let me, and listen, it's a Monday, right? I want to get positive. We talked about on our last episode, creating that positive state of mind. Let's put all that negative behind us. Let's get positive. We got an incredible week and a lineup ahead of us. We got an incredible guest on the show today. Everyone knows our guest, Mario Mercado, Brickle Motors, Mario Mercado Auto Group, another bullish entrepreneur that's out there that believes in today's economy, that believes in the automotive industry and believes in putting his money where his mouth is. And we got Mario waiting on the line to join the show now. Let's get him on. Ladies and gentlemen, with us this afternoon, we have Mario Mergado from Mergado Automotive Group. Mario, good afternoon, and how are you today? Great, great. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me on, and it's a pleasure to be on here with you this afternoon. Mario, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. You know, one of the things that we know about you and your auto group is you're positioned all over the country, from Miami to Chicago to New Jersey, now with some incredible acquisitions. Tell us what it's like or what it's been like throughout this pandemic and crisis operating in multiple states in multiple parts of the country. Well, you know, obviously it's challenging, but it also it's also very rewarding because you really get to see it through your people. Uh, really, the diversity that you have within them, really their desire, their uh, abilities to be able to adapt and their resourcefulness. When you take a look at uh, the challenges that we've been having in Chicago, uh, really with the shutdown and the uh, shut down in New Jersey. The resourcefulness of our people has been wonderful to see. And I'll give you an example. In New Jersey, where they've had a lockdown and obviously being so close to New York and really the challenges they've had there, uh, it's been great to see our entire sales force working from home and working from home so diligently and following up with their customers and being so close with our customers and taking on uh, really sales to a different level in the aspects of having that hand-to-hand -hand touch, having the opportunity of saying, let me use technology to the best of our abilities, uh, utilizing Zoom, utilizing their phones, utilizing their computers, utilizing all the technology available to them uh, to the best of their abilities to communicate and continue that communication with them. And that has been really something that it, uh, I'm very appreciative. I'm very grateful. But it's also an example to them uh, that when you're forced to put yourself in a situation and you have to adapt, they've been able to adapt. And if you don't adapt, obviously, they would have had any sales. So they've been able to do so and do so very, very well. So that's been helpful to us. Uh, also, in our fixed operations, uh, it's taken us to the point where we've always done some pickup and deliveries, but when you have to go to almost 100% pickup and deliveries and you have to adapt yourself to doing that and you have to create that for the clientele, that's also been very, very good. But along with doing that, which everyone else is doing it, there are sometimes customers that still feel uncomfortable. And if they felt uncomfortable, then how do you paint that picture? And not only do you paint that picture, but how do you deliver on that and make sure that you can deliver that and execute that the car is going to be safe. The way we're going to do it is going to be safe. And you're going to execute on that in the perfect way. And you know, be diligent about it 100% of the time. Not 99%, but 100%. Because you're dealing with something very serious. 
You know, Mario, that's that's uh, it's it's great to see that you're leading your you've got teams of people who are out there uh, executing with initiative. That's exactly what we want to see. Here's my question. I want to know kind of after uh, three months have passed at this point, you've got so much difference from state to state and how they've handled things. Obviously, Florida uh, has handled things very differently than uh, than the New York area. So what do you see at this point? What's what's the immediate future like? What's even the, the slightly longer term? term future look like? What's what's your projections? Listen, each state's going to have their own challenges. Each city's going to have their own challenges. I think within our own state in Florida, you're going to have a different challenge you have in, Cal- in, in Jacksonville versus you have in Stewart, which is you have in Miami, where you have in Fort Lauderdale. And there's still not a completely everything's uh, open, even though Florida's open and state open. Uh, you know, our city of Miami's had certain challenges where it's, it's just beginning really to open now completely. As it opens completely, that's going to be different for us because Miami was never designed early on like a city like Chicago or Philadelphia or New York. It was designed by Henry Flagler as a commercial city. So people really only in the last 30 plus years have they started to move here. So truly, I need people to come in and work and traffic. I uh, I never would say this before, but I love to see traffic on I-95. <laughs> when I see traffic on I-95, that means 200,000 people coming down and coming to my city. So I look forward to traffic again. Uh, when traffic is there, that means people are in our city and we want that. Because we do a lot of business that's outside of our area. We do a lot of business where we sell outside our area. So for our fixed operations, that is significant. Uh, when you take a look at that was one of the biggest challenges we had in Miami. So even though we were doing pickup and delivery for folks, when you sell so much outside of your area and out of your primary area, that becomes a difficult area uh, that you have to overcome. And we can't go pick up in Boca, let's say, or we can't go pick up in Pompano, or we can't go pick up in North Port Lauderdale. That's too far uh, to be able to deliver that experience and you're 40 or 45 miles out. But we're looking forward to that for us here. When you ask me what's happening right now in the Northeast, I would say to you, as they open up, there's pent up demand. Sure. They've been locked down. They've been closed for such a long time. And it's their best season. It's their selling season. And everyone knows normally when you finish December, January, February, their coldest, most difficult months. Normally they kind of like hibernate where you say, Hey, listen, sales dropped 20, 30%. So they're looking forward to that spring season. And you see that popping up where used car business goes up, new car business goes up and it's exciting. It's dynamic. People want to be outside. People want to enjoy the warm weather. People want to see the green, the skies, everything. So they've been cooped up for a long time and they've been locked down and people just want to be outside. People want to be out there. People want to enjoy. People want to be able to do business. And I believe that's uh there's a lot of business out there to be done. And I think those that are ready for it, those that get excited for it, those that are energized for it, and those that want it and prepare for it in a smart way, an intelligent way, and ready to take care of the customers, they can prosper and they can do well. Mario, let me ask you a question. I hate to age you with this, but you know, we all know that you are you know, a, a former managing partner at Brayman Auto Group, about Brayman Automotive Group for over 20 years, and then in 2000 went out on your own. So that's four decades of being in the automotive industry. What have you learned throughout that 40 years that allowed you to prepare for this pandemic and lead your teams through this pandemic? Give us one great piece of advice that you learned over those 40 years that allowed you to deliver it directly to your teams throughout this pandemic. Well, there's a lot of things that I can tell you, but I'll tell you one quick thing that you have to be able to adapt quickly. You have to listen to your customers. You have to listen to what's happening in the marketplace on a consistent basis. Way too often we think we know. Way too often we want to do things that we believe are the best things. And way too often we want to rely on things of the past. And we can't rely on things of the past. Uh, past will give you wisdom, will give you experiences. But you have to be ready to adapt to things that are new and different. 
And what do I mean by that simply? It's, it's, it's simple. Today, people want to do business on an iPhone and people want to do business uh, electronically. And today, people want to do things where they want to do things in a rapid pace. So if they want to do it like that, you have to be able to be resourceful and be adaptive to do that. And if you don't do that like that, then you're not really taking care of your customer the way they want, the way they need it. So you need to be able to listen and adapt very, very quickly, more than ever before. And I think you have to be also resourceful to be more engagement and customer centric than ever before. I would tell you that the difference between the 80s and the 90s is that the 80s never changed much from the 70s, but the 90s exposed us differently than the 80s ever did. So the speed of change came much quicker. The 2000s from the 1990s was completely more, more speed came in. As more speed came in, more change came in. And then as 2010 to 2020 comes in, again, more speed and those resources that came with that speed, really the world became much smaller, much tighter. Things have to be at a much more rapid pace. And if you're not prepared to do that and you don't work with that and you don't train your people to do that and the people that you hire for that, it's also important. So today, the communication with our customers, second to none, completely different than it was many, many years ago. You know, Mario, you talk about uh, ingenuity. You talk about the idea of, of changing with the times. What do you think about the auto industry as a whole? For many of our listeners, they know I, I've i been somewhat critical over uh, many of our episodes that the auto industry maybe is a little bit slower to transition to an, an e-commerce world. Where, where do you think the auto industry sits right now? And do you think improvement uh, is there to be had? Well, I, I think you, uh, to, to answer the last part of it, you always have to look for improvement for improvement. So I think we're never perfect and we should never think we're perfect. We should always be looking to see how is it we can improve. That's that's a good sign of good leadership. That's a good sign of a good organization. That's a good sign of a good business plan that you want to have. So you're always looking for what's the best. And I think you always should be modeling and taking a look at things that are outside of your business. So if you're looking in the hotel world, if you're looking at other retail spaces, if you're looking at outer e-commerce, you have to look at everything else out there and you have to benchmark against that. So you want to benchmark against those so you can be a better uh better player, better worker, better producer in those aspects. But going back to our business, I will tell you that I'm still bullish on our business and I'm bullish very, very strongly. I think today you have to be a little bigger than you were before. I think the, the single store operator is going to be a more challenge. It's going to be more difficult. Things are more expensive. Things are more, uh, uh, the things that you have to offer the consumer today cost more. The requirements that the manufacturer has asked of you are, are, are more and you have to be ready to have more offers for that consumer. And I also believe that as you do this, you have to be, the resourcefulness that you're going to have to bring to the table today are going to be much more deeper and more profound than you've ever done before. So the relationships we want to foster with our customers are much more uh, stronger and solidified. Today, we all fight for that same consumer. And, and, and as we're doing that, what's the difference between our organization and another organization? So it's going to be obviously great customer service we all want to have. But What's the ideal thing that we want to have so we can have that customer buy from us not once or twice, but we turn from a customer to a client. So we have really that lifetime experience we're all looking for to have. Mario, let me ask you, pre-COVID, we know you've completed some incredible acquisitions adding into Mercado Automotive Group. How is that? How is where is your position today? Are you are you still in acquisition mode experiencing the last three months with COVID? If there was a great opportunity, are you and your company prepared to add it to your portfolio? You know, I, I, I think we all will look at things. If there's a great opportunity, we're always going to look. Uh, that would be the right answer for you. It's, uh, we're always open to see if it's the right thing. But I also think that the right thing for our company is as we grow, is that we have to take a step back 
we always have to bring that acquisition in. We have to sell that acquisition in. And we have to make sure we're doing all the right things. We have to make sure that all our systems, all our processes are working to the optimal level. Not working just at a B level, but working back to an A level that we want to have it. Perform that and bring it to the A level that we want to be. And uh, make sure that we're just doing things the way it needs to be, performing at the optimal level. So we can maximize our profitability, we can maximize our performance, and we can maximize that customer experience first and foremost. Because you hate to go buy something, you hate to go do certain things, and end up on the short end of it where you've lost out opportunities and you've missed out on things that you you, you could have done better if you would have worked longer and harder at it. You know, Mari, I really appreciate all of your insight. I, I appreciate us talking about the current events. Here's one of the things that gets me Anytime I have on an American business success and to the level that you have uh, enjoyed success in the auto industry and just business generally, I'm desperate to know about what started it all, how it all began. And I saw a story about you first negotiating a car sale when you're in sixth grade, right? Sixth grade. <laughs> tell, tell me how did that negotiation go and how does that compare to you negotiating automobile sales over the, the last years since then? Look, I, I, I'm very blessed. I was very blessed to come to this country. I was very blessed to live in, I think, in the greatest country in the world and still by far the greatest country in the world and uh, give thanks every single day and blessed to have great parents and living with uh, great parents. My father uh, made me always uh, be very respectful of, of school, learning, get my education, uh, make sure that uh, everything there for him. But uh, I also always translated for him. And even though he could understand pretty well everything, he always uh, made sure that I was the one to translate it and was always involved in all the businesses with him when he did anything. And when he would buy a car, and I never could forget Max uh, in St. Charles, Illinois, the Oldsmobile, uh, when he went to go buy his first Oldsmobile Delta 88, and later on moved up to a 98 and and so on, uh, I never would forget. He would, uh, he would say sit here and we would negotiate back and forth. I'd be the one that translated everything there. And uh, it always, always sparked something in me. It always said something that I love this business. It always said to me something that I would enjoy this business. And uh, then I had the good fortune uh, to work for uh, an icon in our industry at Norman Raymond for 20 years and, and enjoyed that very much. And it was a very, uh, a huge thing for me in my career also as well. That gave me the opportunity later on to start here and uh, with two other great partners that are friends that are with me uh, since the beginning. And how, how was your dad as a negotiator? How, how did those, uh, how did those transactions go? I think my dad was very tough also as well. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies it's, it's and genetic. gentlemen, Mario Mercado, Mercado Automotive Group. Mario, we cannot thank you enough for coming on and just sharing some incredible insight with the automotive industry. Mario, stay healthy and stay safe. And thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Dave, I got to tell you, the best part of my day, the best part of my weeks often is when I have the opportunity to talk to these mega dealers, because it's like we're getting a lesson in business that I don't care how many years you go to business school, you're going to you're not going to get the same sort of education just to hear people with the confidence, the positivity, the backgrounds. Uh, Mario's no exception. And in his own right, a legend. I, I'm just I'm so grateful that we had the opportunity to talk to him today. Andy, the resiliency that we have with our entrepreneurs and leaders in the automotive industry is incredible. And we get to listen to this episode after episode. And literally, it is the greatest country, but the greatest industry in the country. And I got to tell you, it, it's, it's literally, it's, it blows me away every episode just to listen to the positivity that each entrepreneur or executive leader brings onto the show.
I'm thankful. This is incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. There's plenty more coming. Thank you so much and have a great day. Until next time, this is Dealer News Today.